SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team as well. Back again tomorrow. And it's a big night as far as sporting action goes. Bafana Bafana in action in a must-win clash against Ghana at the Africa Cup of Nations. We'll be chatting about that extensively this evening. We'll preview the action with Mo Ali. We'll chat to uh, Sean Bartlett as well on tonight's show. And we'll hear from the coach and captain as well all before 7 o'clock this evening. And then we'll touch base with uh, Protea, David Miller, who scored his maiden one-day international 100 at St. George's Park at the weekend. And we'll find out what has in store uh, for the young South African batsman leading up to the Cricket World Cup. But uh, time now to look at stories coming through on the wires. And for Bafana, it is crunch time this evening in their final uh, group game in Group C. And uh, they have to win should they stand any chance of advancing to the knockout stages of the 2015 Cup of Nations. Coach Sheikhs Mashaba has made four changes to the team that started in that one-all draw against Senegal. Rivaldo Kutsia comes in for the injured Tulani Slatswayo. There's a change in goal as well. Brilliant Kuzwayo in for Jackson Mobokwane. Opa Manisa is injured. He'll be replaced by Mandla Masango. And Sibusisa Vilakazi is uh, replaced by Bongani Indalula. So, uh, or Sibusisa Vilakazi, rather. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic uh, to see those changes. We'll chat to Moali later on in the show uh, and preview that action. Kickoff is at 8, by the way. In the PSL, uh, Kaiser Chiefs have gone. Uh, confirmed today that Sipiwa Chabalala has inked a new long-term deal with the PSL log leaders. The attacking midfielder has signed a three-year deal with Amakorsi, but the club is yet to reveal whether the new deal includes an option of extending his stay for a further year. Meanwhile, Loyalo Normandela uh, no will spend the second half of the PSL season on loan to Morocco Swallows from Mamelodi Sundowns. In international transfer, new Samuel Eto has completed a transfer to Serie A club Sampdoria on a two-and-a-half-year contract from Everton. Eto joins Everton on a free transfer last August and scored four times in 20 appearances before moving back to Italy, where he used to play for Inter Milan. Eto has won the Champions League with Barcelona and Inter and has also been named African Footballer of the Year four times. In the Asia Cup, Australia remain on course for its title after they beat the United Arab Emirates 2-0 in their semi-final in Newcastle today. Australia will now play South Korea in the final at Sydney on Saturday when the hosts hope to go one step better than they did when they lost to Japan in the final in 2011. Hashimamla returns to captain the Pro Tiers for the fifth one-day international against the West Indies at Centurion tomorrow, while Quinton de Kock makes a return to the lineup after a speedy recovery from a left ankle injury sustained in December. A.B. de Villiers has been rested for that match. The Pro Tiers have made it clear the importance of finishing the series with a win and will see the match as the last opportunity to tie up loose ends before leaving for the ICC Cricket World Cup next week. More action, uh, more drama rather today at the Australian Open. Chris Bowers was in Melbourne and he filed this report. This is a day that will go down as the one on which Thomas Burdich finally beat Rafael Nadal after 17 successive defeats. 
Some will choose to see it as a sign of Nadal's decline, but that's just the journalistic urge to write the first version of history and is almost certainly premature. Nadal will be a strong favourite for the French Open in four months' time and he's clearly been short of match practice here in Melbourne. And it still took an outstanding display from Burdich to beat him and had the Czech blown his fourth match point, the one he converted at 6-5 in the third set tiebreak, the whole match could easily have turned. But Burdich moves on to a semi-final on Thursday against Andy Murray, who showed with clinical accuracy that Australia's 19-year-old prodigy Nick Kyrgios is still very much a work in progress. Earlier in the day, the women's singles was guaranteed a Russian finalist when Maria Sharapova put out Jeannie Bouchard and Ekaterina Makarova punished a badly off form Simona Halep. Tomorrow sees the last of the quarterfinals. Novak Djokovic tests his blistering returns against the massive serve of Milos Raonic, while Stan Wawrinka and Kei Nishikori meet for the second major running. Nishikori beat Wawrinka in five sets at the US Open four months ago. In the women, Serena and Venus Williams feature in both matches, the sisters bidding to meet in the semis at the tournament where they first played at tour level 17 years ago. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. On to some rugby news. Chris Dry and Justin Hadult return to the Springbok 7 squad and travel with a blitzbox for the next two Sevens World Series tournaments which take place in New Zealand and the USA. The Wellington Sevens takes place on the 6th and 7th of February in the New Zealand capital and is followed by the Las Vegas Sevens a week later. South Africa enter the Las Vegas tournament as the defending champions and they'll also be hunting their third back-to-back title in four years at the Sam Boyd Stadium in Nevada. The team head Pool A in Wellington where they line up against the US, France and Japan in the group stages. The Stormers have signed English rugby player Matt Turner to shore up their depth on the wing. The speedster, who was born in Cape Town and attended Western Province Preparatory School before matriculating from Bishops, returns to the mother city for the new season. Scotland number 8 David Denton and fullback winger Shaw Maitland will miss the start of Scotland's Six Nations campaign next week. Both were injured in European Cup action last weekend and ruled out today by Scotland for at least the first match, which takes place on the 7th of Feb against France in Paris. And finally, South Korea's Olympic swimming champion Park Tae-hwan has failed a doping test and put his hopes of competing at the Rio de, uh, Games in 2016 in doubt. Park tested positive for an unspecified banned substance early in September. The 25-year-old has been a national hero in South Korea since he won a gold medal in the 400-meter freestyle at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. It was South Korea's first Olympic swimming medal. He also owns the country's only other three Olympic swimming medals. He added silver in Beijing as well as two more silvers at the London 2012 Games. And that's it for your sports news this evening. Up next, we'll chat Bafana Bafana with Mo Ali. SAFM Sports Wrap. Mo, hour and a half to go to kick off. Uh, I think nerves in that camp have to be there. Butterflies will be fluttering, but it's a, a big night for Sheikhs Mashaba and Bafana Bafana. Very big night uh, for South African football, Brad. And, uh, yeah, it's a game that they have to win. Uh, a draw might be good enough for Ghana to go through, depending on what happens in the other game. Uh, so it's it's a huge game. And I, I'm just a bit concerned about uh, the changes that uh, Sheikh Mashaba has made, particularly having a third goalkeeper in as many games. It doesn't uh, inspire too much confidence in the goalkeeping department. And as you know, one goalkeeping error could be crucial. And uh, let's just hope that uh, brilliant Kuzwayo uh, lives up to the task uh, this evening. Also a bit worried about uh, Bongani and Dulula up front uh, rather than Sibosiso Vilakazi. But Vilakazi has proven that he's, he's uh, d- done well uh, when coming off the bench. So hopefully he can do the business this evening. And uh, 
Yeah, it's a huge game. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the, the one consolation for Bafana Bafana is that Ghana do have a fragile defence. And uh, that's something they can exploit. And uh, history is on our side as well because uh, we've played three games against Ghana. They've yet to score at the Africa Cup of Nations against Bafana Bafana. And Bafana have won twice and uh, drawn once. So, uh, yeah, if, if you look at those little factors, then uh, certainly a bit of confidence. But, uh, of course... Um, Senegal need to do the business against Algeria as well because even if uh, Bafana Bafana win 5-0 against Ghana and Senegal doesn't do the business against Algeria then it's uh, uh, pointless yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that it's not in our hands. And what we control is, is obviously uh, tonight's game. We need to try and win that. You mentioned the changes. Rivaldo could see it coming back. I mean, he, he looked in all sorts of trouble against Algeria. Is he fit enough to play 90 minutes, Mo? That, that, that's another, another big concern for me as well, Brad. Uh, he, he looked serious uh, when, when he went off. Uh, he was in tears, in fact, uh, when he was carried off in that game against Algeria. And a knee ligament injury uh, is quite a serious injury as well. And uh, to have recovered in the space of seven eight days uh, really it's, it's a huge risk that Sheikh Mashaba is taking there as well and uh, let's just hope that Rivaldo Kutsia is able to see through the uh, 90 minutes uh, and uh, see through the action against the likes of Asamoa Jan who showed his quality uh, by scoring the winner against Algeria and also the likes of uh, Mubarak Wakaso and uh, Christian Atsu and, and uh, Andre Ayu as well. Uh, lots of talent in that Ghanaian side but they, they, are, they are beatable, absolutely beatable the, the, the Ghanaians as Uganda showed in the qualifiers as well and uh, you know I think Bafana Bafana just need to go out there play the kind of football that they have been playing throughout the tournament but take their chances yeah, that's that's probably key. That's one one area we've struggled with. We, we've created lots of opportunities, but uh, we haven't been able to put the ball in the back of the net as as many times we should have. We've only scored two goals. Where I mean, realistically, Mo, we could have probably scored six. Particularly in that in that uh, opening game against Algeria, we should have been uh, they should have been dead and buried by early in the second half uh, if we had taken our chances. And uh, you know, it's really a case of maybe that the confidence isn't there to to take the shot uh, when it's on, and uh, maybe you know the players feel that they need to pass it to somebody else and, and uh, put that responsibility on somebody else's shoulders. And you know, if we just had uh, a Benedict Saul McCarthy number 17 up front there, I think it would have been a totally different story. But uh, you know, Ghana certainly do have a very very good Nations Cup record. Uh, they've won the tournament four times along with Cameroon, uh, just three behind Egypt, seven. And uh, they've reached the semi-finals on the last four occasions, so they do have Nations Cup pedigree. And uh, they've got a good coach in Avram Grant as well. But I think, uh, you know, Bafana Bafana have got absolutely nothing to lose in this game. And uh, that, that could make them dangerous as well. And uh, let's just hope uh, that, uh, you know, we, we see through the first 10 or 15 minutes and then take it from there. Mali, thank you very much for that. Yeah, I, I mean, they do have uh, pedigree in the tournament, but uh, it's not the Black Stars team that uh, performed so well here in 2010 at the FIFA World Cup. They have definitely looked fragile, particularly at the back. 8 o'clock tonight, kickoff, and we'll have action for you here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Coming up next, we'll chat uh, to Sean Bartlett. So you started your own business. You have the office space. The employees. Morning, boss. Morning, sir. The printer. The office van, the coffee machine, and the office phone. Starting a business and building up a customer base can be daunting. Enter the Yellow Pages Reliable Locals promotion and you could win your share of free marketing for your business to the value of 1 million rand. Visit reliablelocals.co.za for more info. SAFM Sports Wrap.
This is SAFM. Big pressure on Bafana. Bafana this evening. A must-win game against Ghana, and then they need the other result to go their way as well. And a man who is no stranger to that sort of pressure against Ghana, he was uh, the man who scored the second goal in the semi-final back in 1996 in that famous 3-0 semi-final victory over the Black Stars. Sean Bartlett joins us now. Sean, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to chat. Hi, good evening. Thanks uh, once again for having me. Sean, huge pressure on Bafana. Bafana and Sheikhs Mashaba tonight. Must win game. It's unfortunate that uh, it's not entirely in our hands, but we need to do what we can control, and that's to go out and win. Yeah, I think it's, it's possibly even, um, you know, I can say it's a mission impossible because, like you've said, we've got to win our game, but also depend on the other game and, and need Senegal to go and beat Algeria. Um, it's very disappointing in the sense where, I think we probably had um, our, our qualification spot in our own hands the previous two games with our performances, and we got nothing from it. So now we've got to go and, and, and go and beat Ghana. And, and one consolation is that uh, we've got a very good record against them. Yeah, we do. I, I mean, we, we play particularly well against them at uh, particularly the AFCON as well. Going into a game like this, I mean, let, let's let's look back at, at uh, the 1996 AFCON where, where we were going into that semi-final. Again, it was a must-win clash. We had to win that one, otherwise we were out. What what, what does Sheikh say to the team tonight going into this game? To, to Does he need to fire them up or should they be fired up going into it regardless? I think the game itself uh, should be a motivation for the players. And fortunately, I think the bulk of the squad currently have been in uh, certain situations with the qualification games. You know, going to Nigeria, going to Sudan, and getting the results there was never going to be easy. But they showed uh, they've got the character to get it. And today, I think they're going to need that more than anything else in order to get the results. Um, if we can perform uh, the same way we did the previous two games, um, I'm pretty sure we can get a win. There have been lots of positives that we can take out of this tournament as well. You mentioned the disappointment of not getting anything real and substantial out of the previous two games. We've, on both occasions, scored first. We've just been unable to keep our noses uh, ahead. And and tonight, it's, it's going to be much of the same. We're going to need to strike first, but we're going to need to really shore up the back. Which is very, obviously, very surprising. Uh, if you look from the qualification games, uh, we were pretty solid at the back. Um, uh, not conceding for, for quite a few games, uh, I think until the last two. So defensively, we've always been good. Um, and, and then coming to the tournament, um, yeah, I think it was a bit of a surprise to, to concede after we, we scored every time. Uh, normally, we score the first one, go get the second and third, and, and kill off teams. But um, I don't know, maybe some complacency has stepped in and uh, expecting automatic uh, results, um, uh, the players may be in the back of the mind. One of the big talking points has is, is obviously been the goalkeepers and, and the, 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 the constant changing. I mean, we're playing our third goalkeeper of the tournament, Brilliant Kuzayo, in, in this evening. Do you think that's the, the right move, Sean? Uh, it's not just the third goalkeeper. We've got a different defence as well. Um, the first game, Rivaldo played, came out. Second game, uh, obviously, Matteo came back. And now, uh, Slatoy is out again. So, even defensively, we've made changes every game. Uh, and now... We're going to make changes up front as well. Um, it's four, four changes in total, and it's obviously, I think it, it's, it's quite a big number for a pressure game. But these are also players that uh, have played uh, for, for Shakes before, um, especially even uh, Matango has done well for Shakes uh, in the qualification game. So these are players, I think, that he's uh, obviously used and uh, quite loyal to, to, to what he wants to achieve, and hopefully they can do it today. 
Yeah, without a doubt. And, and then just personally, Sean, I, I mentioned uh, in the intro, it's uh, almost 19 years. Saturday will actually be 19 years to the day that uh, we beat Ghana in that semi-final back in 96. C- can you remember that goal as clear as, as it was w- when it happened? Yeah, well, fortunately for me, I'm not that old, so I can still remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can still remember like it happened yesterday. And, you know, uh, the biggest story about that particular goal is uh, up to this day, Lucas Kadeve still says it was a pass. Uh, I know it was a clearance from defense, and I just managed to run and, and latch onto the ball and had to hold of the defender and, uh, yeah, try to run the volley to find the back of the net. And for me, it was a massive game because it sort of jumpstarted my international career and also I got a place in the, in the final against Tunisia because of that goal. Yeah, it was an incredible time indeed. Sean Bartlett, thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Rap. Before I let you go, uh, prediction tonight? I'm going to go for a 2-1 uh, Bafana Bafana win. Fantastic. We'll chat again soon. Thank you so much for your time and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, back. SAFM Sports Wrap. Some awesome memories from Sean Bartlett rolling back the years, and it is crunch time for Bafana Bafana this evening. Coach Sheikh Mashab has made four changes to that team that started in the one-all draw against Senegal last week as he aims at collecting the maximum points in their last Africa Cup of Nations Group C clash against Ghana at Estadio de Mongomo in Equatorial Guinea this evening. Uh, it's debatable if Rivaldo Kutsia, who comes in for the injured Tulani Slatswayo at centre-back, has fully recovered from that knee injury himself. The continuous rotation of goalkeepers is uh, in a big tournament like this as uh, brilliant Kuzwayo comes in for Jackson Mobokwane, also puts the team's defensive organisation in danger. Mandla Masango is the only force change as he comes in for the injured Opa Manisa up front. Uh, Bongani Ndalula has not been effective enough in recent weeks, but he's uh, taking the place of lively Sibusisu Vilakazi. The two teams are expected to go for an all-out attack in what could turn out to be a high-scoring game, and Mashaba seems to have taken a cautious approach uh, as he spoke about yesterday. I wouldn't like to, 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 to think of the other coach, but it's going to be a game full of cautiousness. It's not only a game that you throw everything at others and you, you remain vulnerable at the back, but I think even the other coach is going to take those precautions not just to open themselves up, but let me tell you, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a humdinger of a match. It's going to be an end-to-end game. Because they'll want to score, we'll also want to score. And the one that scores first will sit comfortably, pressure a little bit down. So both teams will be looking at scoring early. Coming into the tournament, the talk has been around Bafana Bafana's unbeaten record in the AFCON finals against all their opponents in Group C. Algeria has already broken that record. Bafana have beaten Ghana twice in AFCON finals and drawn another match. But Mashaba says the record counts for nothing come this evening. No, we're not going to do that. Don't forget that in everyone's life there's first time. It might be their first time they beat us. And secondly, uh, football it's not like arithmetic, where you're going to say, therefore, so-and-so beat so-and-so. But uh, we're going to take this game serious. Uh, yes, it's been said that the nation that doesn't know their background will perish. We know that we haven't beaten them, but uh, that we're not going to take in this coming game. We're living in the current. We are swallowed by the moment now. We want to win this game. It will be a good thing to increase that record that Ghana has in beating us. During the qualifiers, Bafana's problem was on settling early in the game and conceded goals early. But in this tournament, it's been the opposite. They take the lead and fail to protect or run down the clock. It's an observation that Mashaba says has been bothering them too. 
I think that's what we've been saying. You're quite right. We, we, we used to concede very early in the game, but we worked on that. It has changed now towards the dying minutes of the game. That's where our concentration and focus lapses. And then, of course, we're looking at working on that. But the biggest thing is, during those periods, we're creating a lot of chances. You'll find that that could be one of the things. If you don't take your chances, you're going to be punished. If you look at the goals that the opposition scores, soft goals, eh? And we work to score hard, but they always get soft goals. But I think we'll rectify that. Wait for tomorrow evening. With Bufana's three opponents in this tournament, represented by players who are playing either in their third or fourth AFCON finals for South Africa, it's uh, different. About 90% of the squad is playing in their first AFCON, and questions have been asked about the level of experience in Mashaba's squad, and the response to it has always been consistent. Listen, the name experience, it's a name that we always give to our previous mistakes. Everybody, after losing a game, it tells you we lack experience. Take our first game against Algeria. Everybody was telling us it's a big team. They, 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 they got all players playing abroad. They were fortunate that we didn't uh, convert our goals. It would have been a big embarrassment for the team. Second game, same as the, as the first game. To me, experience, if you don't give these young players to play, where do they get experience? I think this is the right place for them. Throw them into the Lions then. Let's see how they come out of it. The changes for today's team and also in previous matches would lead one to believe that Mashabe is sticking to the objectives of building for the future, a mandate that he's been given by the SAFA leadership. But Captain Dean Furman says it's important that the current team produces results that the nation will be proud of. As players, we, we look at now, uh, maybe maybe the SAFA as, as a whole will, will look more to the future. Uh, but as players, we're, we're completely focused on tomorrow's game, what happens in the future. There, there is a very bright future for for Bufana, our under-20s have just gone and won a tournament, uh, which we're very proud of them. Um, but yeah, as players, we're, we're completely focused on this game tomorrow and uh, we, we're not looking further than that at the moment. All eyes will be on Equatorial Guinea this evening. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. Really looking forward to that game. Must win for Bafana Bafana, but we'll also be keeping an eye on the clash between Algeria and Senegal as well. We'll have updates for you here on SAFM throughout the evening, so make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Tomorrow evening, the last of five One Day Internationals against the Touring West Indies. And uh, pretty much the last opportunity to see the Proteas in action on South African soil before they head to Australia and New Zealand for the 2015 ICC Cricket World Cup. And uh, one of the stars from the last performance against the West Indies down at St George's Park in Port Elizabeth joins us now. David Miller, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. Great to chat. Yeah, thanks very much, Brad. It's good to be, uh, good to be on, the, on show. David, uh, bittersweet for you uh, against the, the, the Windies uh, the other night. I mean, you, you put in a, a great performance with the bat, but uh, not in a, in, in a winning cause. I, I'm sure winning is, is paramount and first and foremost, but uh, you, you must be pretty chuffed with your, your performance personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I mean, uh, to score my first idea century was, uh, was very special and uh, one that I'll never forget. Um, you know, but like you said, it's uh, always really nice to do well with uh, when the team wins and unfortunately we didn't really win the other night but uh, you know that happens in cricket as well you know we I think we put up a really good fight and 
was uh, we were just on the losing course uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty tight game in the end. One wicket, the margin of victory could have could have really gone the way of the Proteas. But for you personally, I mean, that hundred's been a, a long time coming. There, there, there must have been you must have felt a little bit of pressure uh, that you hadn't uh, picked up a, 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 a century yet. So you, you must be glad to have that monkey off your back, and and you're just looking really good and really fluid. There's a lot more to come. Yeah, I was uh, I was very very chuffed to to get that monkey off my back. Uh, I, to be honest, there. There was no, uh, there was no pressure at all uh, to score 100 for me because uh, you know just coming in the situations where I do come in in the middle order, sometimes don't always get the opportunity to actually score 100. Um, but uh, you know I had some a lot of time out there and uh, I got in at five, uh, which was a new position for me for the South Africa. So it was really nice to have that opportunity and actually go out and score that 100, which was really cool. You talk about having the extra time. That's one thing I've sort of picked up in, in the series. You is you seem to have a bit more time coming in. You're not coming in for the last sort of few overs blitz and, and need to go from, from the uh, the first ball. You, you're almost getting a bit of an opportunity to set yourself and, and see how, how conditions are playing out. It's slightly different to what you're used to, and you seem to be relishing that role. Yeah, I really am. Uh, you know, I see, I see myself as a batsman, and uh, it's always nice to, to get out there and actually just bat for some time, you know, and uh, it was just really nice to, to get that opportunity. In Australia, I also got a, a bit of an opportunity to bat some time there as well, so it has been the last sort of three, four months where I've been getting a little bit more opportunity, which is really nice, and uh, I mean, like I said, being a batsman is uh, you, you're wanting that extra time. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing being a big hitter, but uh, it always helps if you do have a few overs to, to sort of set your sights and, and get things going. As far as the squad goes, looking at tomorrow's tomorrow's match, uh, AB, AB being rested, Hash comes back in, and it's, it's fabulous to have uh, Quinton de Kock back as well. I mean, that's obviously a, a lot quicker than, than originally we thought, but uh, he, he's, a, he's a welcome addition back into the squad. Yeah, he's a massive, massive player for us. Uh and I just, uh, I'm really chuffed that, uh, that he's actually back for this last game just to get a bit of game time before going to Australia. And uh, it'll be really nice to have him on the park again. And uh, you know, I think he's worked really hard with the whole rehab and everything that he's had to do. And, um, you know, credit to him. One thing that's come, one of the big positives that's come out of this series, I think, is is some of the other players, and, and you're one of them, uh, a guy like Mornay von Veik as well, Riley Rousseau, getting getting some runs. We, we've long time relied on, on guys like AB and, and, and Hashim Amla, but, but it's great that some of the other guys are chipping in, and, and it almost takes, for me, it takes a bit of pressure off the guys like, like Hash and, and AB. It just it, it bodes well for this World Cup coming up. Yeah, I think that's uh, an nail on the head there. I think, uh, you know, a lot of different batters are, are contributing and I think, uh, you know, the batting lineup that we have is, is very powerful and, you know, it's, it's really nice to, for everyone to get an opportunity and score the runs and put on put on a performance. And like you say, you know, I think it just does put a little bit of uh, less pressure on, on the big players like Cash and, and AB and M. So, you know, it's just nice that uh, guys are contributing in different stages of, uh, of the game. David, one thing I've picked up too in, in this series is is we've we've set targets really, really well. We haven't really had an opportunity to chase targets. We, we spoke to Lance Klusner last week here on the show, and, and I was talking to him about that. Do you think that's a bit of a concern that we haven't really been put under pressure chasing a big target heading into the World Cup? It, it would be nice to have a, a big one under the belt that you know, hey, if it's 300, we can chase it down. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, uh, but also prior to Australia, you know, I think uh, a lot of uh, leading up to the last year, I think we had a lot of uh, a lot of games where we actually did chase. Um, so you know, I, I think the guys are really sort of mentally prepared and 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 have um, 
sort of got a little monkey off the back. Uh, I personally believe uh, in chasing targets uh, as a South African side. So, you know, I think we've had enough practice over the last sort of year, year and a half uh, with our consistency in, in chasing um, and winning games. So I think the guys are pretty pretty settled and, and, and ready for, for the World Cup. We've spoken about the batters. Uh, our bowling attack is, is pretty formidable as well. It, it, it must be nice knowing that, that as a batsman you go and you put the runs on the ball, but then you, you've got guys like Dale Stane, Mornay Morkel, who can really back it up. Vern also bowling fantastically well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a powerful bowling lineup, I must be honest. And uh, with, the, you know, with, the, with the depth we have in the squad, uh, I think the guys are you know, really in a good space um, to have... We're really fortunate to have guys like Dale Stane and Vernon and Mornay. Um, but, you know, the, the backup bowlers are also just as uh, good as with, with the position that they're in. And uh, I think we've got a really, really solid squad. David Miller, thank you very much for chatting to us this evening. We look forward to seeing you in action at uh, Centurion tomorrow for the final One Day International. We'll catch up there. But if, uh, if we don't, safe travels. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in action at the World Cup. Thanks so much, David. I really appreciate it. All the best. SAFM Sports Wrap. And in saying that to David Miller, we will be broadcasting live tomorrow from Centurion for that final one-day international between the West Indies and the Proteas. So make sure you tune in at half past six tomorrow night for SAFM Sports Wrap. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, should be a, a wonderful, wonderful day's cricket and great to have Quinton de Kock back. Uh, I just hope they haven't rushed him too soon. So often you hear of injuries heading into a big tournament like this. It's happened time and time again in, in various sports, football, rugby, cricket, where a player, a key player picks up an injury and the medical staff sort of rush them through. But uh, I'm sure the Proteas know what they're doing with Quinton de Kock and uh, saw him running. Uh, shuttle runs in uh, the last match that they played and he looked pretty good so we'll watch and wait and see how he goes tomorrow night Uh, all that's left to say before we hand over uh, to the talk shop tonight that's coming up on the other side of your news at 7 with Nelly's good luck to Bafana Bafana tonight we are behind the team looking forward to the clash and go out and do what you can control and whatever happens in the other game happens but 8 o'clock kickoff We'll have action live right here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. Look forward to that. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock and here's your news.